And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us for another episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by the good folks at Coors Light. And what a week it has been, my goodness. We record this on Thursday afternoon. In the past nine days, let's call it eight and a half, have not been short on intrigue, have not been short on excitement, have not been short on vibes for your 2023 Las Vegas Raiders. As we sit here today, we go through or in the midst of our first full week of the Antonio Pierce Champ Kelly experience. And man, early indications are good. And I I never want to be... You know, Debbie Downer, Eddie. Oh, it's raining, Eddie. I would just caution all of us. We are a week in. It has been an awesome week. It has been an incredible week. For the folks in our department, it has been a really, really fun week because we have got to do some really fun, engaging stuff, uh, and it has been a blast. Raiders won. Life is good. It has been a week. So let's, I don't even want to say pump the brakes. I just want to say, hey, let's check the speedometer, right? Make sure that everything is is good. We're, we're within the speed limit. We're not going 90 and a 55, anything like that. That is my only caution to you. But enjoy every single moment of what we have going on. And I hope you guys enjoy every single moment of this episode because we are feeling good. We're feeling strong. After many scheduling conflicts, We have got our guy, Trayvon Merrick, in the pod studio. We'll play that interview in just a few minutes. It was so good. And Trey, you'll hear Trayvon and I joke about it. The most elusive man in this building. And and part of that is, obviously, last week was uh, the ultimate curveball for all of us. So we had to change our schedule. Uh, Trayvon had to change his schedule a few times. As you guys remember, I was out sick a few weeks ago, so we had to change it then. But we nailed him down. We got him in the mix. Trayvon Merrick, a dude who by any stretch, by any metric, is having a career year for the Las Vegas Raiders. So very, very good to get Trayvon in the mix. Good to see him. And man, him and the entire Raiders defense, shout out to him and Patrick Graham's group because they are playing a good brand of football. But before we get to Trayvon, before we recap the Giants game ever so briefly, look ahead to the Jets. I got some bills to pay, my friend. So we begin with our transactions brought to you by Shift4 Payments. And since we have last hung out, Champ Kelly... And the Las Vegas Raiders front office have made the following moves. It's going to take a little getting used to that. Uh, But Champ Kelly and company have made the following moves since we hung out last week. On November 4th, they signed defensive lineman Malik Reed to the active squad, or excuse me, active roster, waived wide receiver Christian Wilkerson, activated guard Natani Muti, and wide receiver G.J. Turner from the practice squad. Two days later, on November 6th, we welcomed home uh, tackle Brandon Parker to the practice squad, guard Natani Muti, and wide receiver D.J. Turner reverted back to the practice squad. Uh, Real quick, though, funny moment. The other day, I'm coming out of the studio. Or no, was I coming to the studio? No, I was coming out of kind of like our office area, going to get a snack, and I walk by the elevators, and the elevator's open, and who is it? 
it's old friend Brandon Parker. And I was like, oh, what's up, man? Good to see you. And so Brandon Parker, I mean, we talk about like the uh, Hall of Fame of like good dudes. First ballot. Brandon Parker, first uh, first ballot Hall of Fame good dude. It was really good to see him. Uh, he obviously is looking great, looking like he's ready to do his thing. Uh, and so we talk about guys that I will always root for, regardless of what uniform they're in. Brandon Parker on that list for show. So good to see him back in the mix here at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. Uh, moving on, on November 7th, wide receiver Christian Wilkerson, the aforementioned, uh, was signed back to the practice squad. And the silver and black released linebacker Austin Ajaki and linebacker Isaac Dargangelo from the practice squad. And then yesterday, our final transaction of the week, little practice squad action uh champ kelly and company signed tight end jesse james to the practice squad so look no shortage of moves uh, on the raiders practice squad no shortage of moves on the raiders active roster we talk about it all the time the season is a war of attrition so as we sit here in early to mid-november depending on how you read your calendar uh, a lot of guys i don't want to say banged up but a lot of guys not at 100 percent. so champ kelly and crew making sure making sure that this roster is as healthy and, and as as fluid and as able to rock as uh, as things can be so there we go. And we talk about kind of the increase in vibes. We talk about the good feelings permeating this facility right now. Well, a lot of that helps when you win 30 to 6. A lot of that is increased, is kind of put on, uh, you know, put on, on flames, right, when you win 30 to 6. It's been a really fun week. Uh, big credit to Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach, and his staff for getting this uh, this Raiders team ready to rock. And we look at the 32-6 win over the Giants at Allegiant last week, man. And, uh, you know, and all you guys that were fortunate enough to be in that building, it, it's so, I don't want to say cheesy, but I know it sounds like such a cliche. There was just a feeling in that building on Sunday afternoon. You look at the players, you look at the body language, obviously you look at the post-game scenes uh, with them enjoying the victory stogies and all that. I mean, it was just a really, really fun day at Allegiant Stadium. And hopefully we're going to replicate that this Sunday night against another New York team, this time the Jets. But going back to, to Sunday just a bit and and if you guys want the full breakdown uh listen to the fifth quarter with jason fitz and i shameless plug alert but i think that we saw kind of the blueprint we saw kind of the formula that we were hoping to see earlier in this season right josh jacobs gets rolling 98 yards should have had his first 100 yard game of the day but uh that pesky final run in the fourth quarter brought in a 98 but to me it was kind of like the yes this is what we've wanted to see game controlled the line of scrimmage, ran the ball more than they passed. Yes, we had a, a change of quarterback. Aiden O'Connell looked in control, in charge, locked in on him doing his thing. We saw some of that, some of those explosive plays. We saw that 50-yarder to Trey Tucker keeping the defense honest. And really for me, like I said, it, it was the epitome. It was the realization of, oh, this is what it could have been. This is what, candidly, it should have been the first part of the year. So big shout-out, huge shout-out to interim offensive coordinator Bill Hardegree for putting together a comprehensive, uh, successful, efficient game plan. Uh, and, man, it was a lot of fun to watch. It was a lot of fun to watch. But really, you know, the one thing that I don't want to say, like, kind of went under, that flew under the radar because it's kind of hard to fly under the radar when you have eight sacks in a game and a pair of interceptions. But this Raiders defense, again, 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 went out there, did its thing. Now, certainly, I think it's fair to acknowledge that Daniel Jones was not out there very much. He tore his ACL early in that game, which just sucks, man. It just sucks. Like, we all saw it in that stadium, and 
none of us are doctors. Well, I'm sure there are a few doctors at Allegiant on Sunday, but like for those of us in the box, I can tell you there were no doctors. And you just saw him drop back and, and the way that he went down, stayed down, the body language. We all just kind of looked at each other and said, man, I think this dude ACL is gone. And unfortunately, that was indeed the case. And it sucks. It sucks. Like, you don't want to see that for anyone. You certainly don't want to see that for a starting quarterback who's, who's really, in so many ways, the catalyst for what that team wanted to do. But all the same, I mean, the Raiders had to deal, uh, play the hand that they were dealt. That uh, that resulted in a lot of Tommy DeVito. But regardless of who was under center, man, this Raiders defense has been, I will say, not only the pleasant, the most pleasant surprise for the Raiders in 2023, I think you can make an argument that they've been one of the more pleasant surprises in the league this season. Because really, let's be honest, like, Coming into this year, who was talking about the Raiders' defense? Who was talking about how good they were going to be consistently? Certainly not me. I'll be honest about that. I mean, we've talked about it time and time again. Our hope, our expectation is that they would just be okay in 2023 and really have the def- excuse me, have the offense kind of carry them to the finish line. And it has been the complete opposite of that. This Raiders' defense, led by Max Crosby, who had another three-sack game, shocker there, has really been... The engine that has made the Raiders offense, excuse me, the Raiders team go in 2023. And you look at, at what this team has done. They are ranked 15 in total defense, right smack dab, slightly above the middle. But they have, in terms of pass defense, they are a top 10 pass defense. I never, listen, again, in the spirit of full transparency, in the spirit of being honest, I never in a million years thought that was, was going to happen this year. But huge shout-out to Patrick Graham. Huge shout-out to the entirety of that Raiders defense for week after week after week, not only keeping this Raiders offense in games, but getting better and better and better and building and building and building. And there have been so many moving pieces on that Raiders defense, particularly in the secondary. But one guy who has been a constant, our guest this week, Trayvon Merrick, our guy who has been there time after time after time, who has battled injury, but who has been out there so consistently for Pat Graham and that group. Like I said, the most elusive man in this building, we were able to we were able to get him in the mix. It was so good to talk to Trayvon. He was a good sport about all of it. So I hope you guys get a little smarter and enjoy our conversation with Trayvon Merrick. We were joking on the way up, Trayvon, that is, it's been a long time coming. The schedules haven't aligned, right. but they finally did today. It's good to see you, brother. Good to see you, too. Yeah, four times the charm. Man. Four times the charm. <laughs> exactly. That's what they say. Um, and look, I don't, I don't want to dwell too much on last week and kind of the, the emotion of it all, but just yeah. kind of just vibe check time, right? Yeah. It feels like last week was such an emotional week for obviously everyone in this building, you guys in particular. But like, how do you think the group came out of such an emotional day on Sunday yeah. into this week going back to work? Um, you know, I, I think we came with a different energy, you know, um, to me, it was like the first day of school again, you know, like the clean slate, um, like coach AP said, um, it's just a fresh start, you know, um, new beginnings. And, you know, basically it's just, you know, it's like, like I said, it's the first day of school. So we just went out there and just, you know, had a blast like it would be. So, you know, I talked to uh, Max about this a little bit last week when we had him up and, and we were just talking about the kind of value that having Antonio, a dude who's played in the league, who's right. played at the league at a really high level kind mm-hmm. of in this position. And Max brought a good point. He goes, look, there's a ton of guys in the league who haven't played in the NFL, right. super successful coaches, but it adds something, a different element yeah. to have a dude who's been uh, kind of in your in your shoes, especially on the yeah. defensive side of the ball. Like, what has that kind of uniqueness been yeah. like for you guys at weekend? He just gets it, you know, he has a different perspective on the game. You know, like you said, he's been in the game. He's been playing at a, playing at a high level. Um, so he sees stuff that, you know, not – 
every coach can see. You know, he kind of understands what's going through the players' minds, what they can see. Um, and so having that kind of, you know, different perspective on the field, um, you know, allows us to play faster, allows us to communicate faster, um, you know, see things um, as one. So it's not one-sided all the time. You know, one, th- one of the reasons that I wanted, you had you ha- wanted to have you up a few weeks ago, right, mm-hmm. is because the defense had been playing so well, so consistently, you know, really, you know, keeping this team in games, right? Yeah. Hasn't changed over mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks. What has been working for, for you guys in 2023? Because it feels like it's just week after week after week you guys are yeah. just building on, on the previous performance. Yeah, well, first of all, we're just preaching, you know, really just communication, making sure we're all on the same page so we can play fast. That's kind of like the number one thing. Um, and then, you know, just preaching technique, you know, and then and then getting after the ball, getting turnovers, punching at the ball, getting picks, um, you know, like, like last week, sacking the quarterback, just trying to be disruptive, um, you know, but as, at the same time being smart. You know, you, you look at, especially kind of on the back end, the DBs, like there have been so many different dudes that have played meaningful snaps, right? Especially on, at the corners, right? You got yeah. Jacorian and Marcus and, and and Nate's been in and out and yeah. thankfully he's back now. But it seems like whoever's been in there, Amik, obviously yeah. some really big moments. Sure. Like, but it, ha- it doesn't seem to matter who's in there, yeah. that it's just, it really kind of has been like the epitome of like that next man up yeah. type of mindset. Like, how like refreshing has that been for for you, who's out yeah. back there playing center field, to see like, hey, no matter who's up in front of me on the left right. or right, like they're out there doing their thing. Yeah, I mean, you said it best. You know, what I'm saying, um, you know, to have all those guys in the rotation, knowing um, what they can do, having the confidence in them, their play style, and their ability. Um, like you said, the next man up. You know, we have the safeties, especially, have no problem with the next man up because we know they're going to do their job. And how valuable is it just for the entire group, right? The the defense as a whole, from yeah. Max all the way back to you guys, when so many different guys have gotten burned like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it just goes back to counting on your teammates, you know, and just doing it for them. So, um, like I said, man, the next man up, we have confidence um, in them, whoever it is, whatever position it is, because we see the work in practice. And, um, you know, like I said, we're just confident in whoever's up. How much uh, how much fun was it for you guys to go back and watch the eight sacks uh, when you came in and, and watched the <laughs> film from Sunday? No, it was definitely exciting, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, just getting out of the quarterback, like I just said, you know, just being disruptive, um, getting after the ball, getting off the line, um, you know, just – like AP said, there's a certain style you want to see when you when you watch the film. And um, after watching the film, you know, we kind of got that good feeling. And so we got two or two sacks this year for Trayvon Merrick, right? Yeah, two. So and far. when was it? So we had to go back to college, though, before you got after the quarterback, right? Yeah, I mean, actually, in college, I don't think I really blissed that much. In college, I really was playing man and... So, so when's the last time you had a multi-sack This was outing? my first time. Not even in yeah, high school? No, no. I, I played corner in high school. Damn, and they didn't, send, they didn't send you at the quarterback? No, no. Um, we're gonna, hey, you've been hanging out with Max too much, man. We're going to wake up I in know. like six weeks. You're going to have four or right. five sacks. I know. Actually, and... today he was showing me some moves on the, on the sideline <laughs> during practice, you know, trying to get me right. So uh, hopefully we get some more of them. Yeah, I mean, if there's, hey, if there's a dude to like learn pass rush from, it's, it's from yeah. number 98. But, um, sure. you know, we look at uh, kind of everything that's gone into your year, and it's so crazy to think that we're only a little over the halfway point. Point. But, right. you know, a uh, pair of interceptions, <clears throat> pair of sacks, you know, statistically speaking, so many positives mm-hmm. for you in 2023. What's the biggest difference from what you've done on the field this year as opposed to 2022 or, t- or 2021? Um, man, I really think it's just, you know, the confidence. Um, things are slowing down for me. Um, you know, I'm understanding, um, you know, the defense more. I'm understanding my coaches, um, you know, and for that to happen, it's allowing me to, to play faster, um, be in the right position at the right time. 
Um, and for me, it's it's not going and, and looking for the big play. It's doing my job and letting the big play come to me. So um, that's really what I've been trying to focus on this year. You know, and I know you and I talked a little bit last year about some of those moments, right? The moments that you had where, hey, I can make a big play, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, it doesn't happen. And mm-hmm. like to your point now, kind of waiting for it. Do you think that the learning experiences of last year of being mm-hmm. so close right. so many times helps you this year? Right, yeah. And you, like, yeah, like you said, you, you go back and you watch it on the film and you're just like, man, like it just didn't look right. So, mm-hmm. and, and I know I could do it, you know? And so coming in this year, I kind of, you know, had that mindset of like, you know, just kind of screw it, just go in and make the play or, you know, do my job and let the play come to me and make it, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it's been this season. Yeah, whatever you do is working. So don't don't mix up the mojo now. Don't mix <laughs> up sure. what we got rocking on the defensive side of the football. But before I get you out of here, man, I just want to ask you, obviously, about the Jets coming into town Sunday, yeah. primetime. Uh, a Jets team that we've heard from so many people is a lot better than their record indicates. A lot yeah. of really talented dudes, specifically mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the football. Yeah. Uh, when you take a look at them, I mean, what, what kind of stands out to you? Um, you? They got players all on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, they have a really good um, running back in Brees Hall, a uh, good re- wide receiver duo um, with Lazard and um, uh, Garrett Wilson. And so um, we're just going to have to be on our, on our toes, um, play our job, um, do it as fast as we can, 100%. And, you know, just going into Sunday night, you know, we'll take care of it. So. You know, and I, I imagine you guys like that primetime element too, right? Mm-hmm. We talk to players all the time. You're the only game on TV, right? right. Everyone in the NFL world is going to be watching you guys, mm-hmm. specifically after coming off of what we saw last week. It's got to be exciting, good energy in that locker yeah. room going into Sunday night. Yeah, definitely good energy um, from last week um, just to keep us, you know, pushing forward, propels forward into this Sunday night. And, um, you know, a lot of energy this weekend for sure. Energy, energy, energy. Well, what like I said, man, whatever you're doing is working. It obviously, it was a ton of fun to see you guys go out there, have a lot of fun on Sunday. Yep. Uh, the most elusive man in this building. <laughs> <laughs> into the studio. It's good to see you, brother. Best good of luck and stay healthy, all right? Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. And a big thank you to our guy, Trayvon Mayer, for coming to hang out, man. It's always good to see him. And uh, and we talked about Brandon Parker earlier as a, as a guy that I will always root for. I will always root for Trayvon Mayer. I will always root for him. One of the really, really good dudes in that locker room and a guy that I'm really excited uh, is really having a career year in terms of some of the big plays, uh, in terms of the sacks, the interceptions. Uh, and really, and he mentioned that you heard him, kind of some of the, the times that he wasn't able to get them last year. The fact that he is making these plays now, very, very cool. Uh, and low-key, flying under the radar as one of the most important pieces on this Raiders defense. But let us keep the show moving. Let us keep rocking and rolling. And, man, we got your Raiders college football game of the week. Ooh, and we're getting down to the nitty-gritty in, in college football, y'all. This is a good one this week. Top 25 matchup, Washington, Utah. And, yes, as our resident Pac-12 guy, I am interested, keyed in on this game. But this is a good one. We got Marcus Peters, alma mater, squaring off against the mighty Cole Fotheringhams for a 12:30 kickoff on Fox. And uh, as a dude, as crazy as it sounds, man, uh, as I'm waiting for my, or I'm hoping to get Oregon into the Pac-12 championship game and to really live in a world of, of delusion, hoping to get to the college football playoff. I can't believe I'm saying it. I need Washington to keep winning football games. I need Washington to keep winning football games. So for once, this might be the only time, well, I guess maybe next week too, depending on how things shake out. This is it. We are living in a bizarre world. Let's go UW. Come on, Marcus Peters. Will us to a win. We need it. We need it. We need it. Sickens me. Moving on. The Raiders will win if. Back to business. And again, you know, I always, I feel like I spend like a little too much time leading into this little segment about thinking like, oh, what, what's it going to be? Oh, we need to have this or we need to have that or you need to get pressure on the quarterback, blah, blah, blah. To me, I feel like I did an appropriate amount of pondering this week. And I always came back to this. So we're just going to go. We're going to say it. 
The Raiders will win on Sunday night, Sunday night, if 100-plus yards on the ground. And this is my thought behind it. Raiders hit the century mark uh, on the ground Sunday against the New York Giants. And what did that allow? A lot of things. One, it allowed Josh Jacobs to get in the zone. It allowed us to see the version of Josh Jacobs that we all knew was in there, that we all knew was waiting to be unleashed. We finally saw it. So, you know, running the ball consistently not only gets one of your premier playmakers rocking in the zone, consistent, dialed in. It also makes life easy for your rookie quarterback, or easier, I should say, easier, because this Jets defense is no joke. A legitimate top 10 defense, no matter how you square it, no matter what stats you like, no matter what kind of metrics you use to determine success, top 10 defense, very, very good. No nonsense, good, good, good. All three levels, very, very good. But if you're able to run the ball, it makes life a little easier on Aiden O'Connell. Easier, keyword. So we had 125 yards against the Giants. And I'm going to say, hey, if the Raiders need to get to 100 against the Jets, I'm going to feel really good. Because not only will it allow Josh to work, not only will it allow Aiden to kind of play within himself, play within the game plan, It'll help with time of possession. You guys know I'm a huge time of possession guy, especially when you want to play the type of football that the Raiders have shown under Antonio Pierce that they want to play. Control the line of scrimmage. Control the clock. You know, be be physical. Be dominant. Big up front, right? That's what we want. So that is my number. The Raiders will win on Sunday if... I don't care how we slice it. I don't care if Josh has 60 yards and Zamir has 40. If Aiden O'Connell has one crazy run and Amir Abdullah, I don't care how we shake it. 100 yards on the ground. If the Raiders can hit the century mark on the ground, again, I really, really like their chances. And per my friend Rachel, per the great goose of Raiders.com, we all win when Josh Jacobs wins. And it's hard to dispute her at this point because that is what we've seen in 2023 and really in in years previous as well. But it is time to get out of here. But before we do that, I would be remiss if I did not crack an ice-cold Coors Light on the way out. And I said, hey, man, I spent a lot of time thinking about about how I'm going to break down the Raiders will will win if. Didn't have to do a lot of thinking about who we're cracking a cold one for this week. You set an NFL record, we're cracking a cold one for you. Not only is he the number one PFF-rated punter in in the game, not only is he a friend of the program, like I said, you set an NFL record, you're getting a cold one. So today we crack a cold one for A.J. Cole, who set a single-game NFL record. Yes, we'll do it again. He set a single-game NFL record against the Giants with a 63.6 yards per punt average, the highest single-game average in NFL history. History, history, history. That means no one in the history of the NFL has had a higher per-punt average then our guy, A.J. Cole. Mr. Cole, this one is for you, and let's uh, let's keep the good times rolling. And I know none of you guys like seeing puns, but hey, if A.J. is out there doing his thing at an NFL, at a historic clip, we can live with it. So on that note, oh, a friendly reminder, it's me and Bryce Butler, our guy Bryce Butler, DJ Duffel, on fifth quarter duties this week. It's going to be a late night. Stay up late with us. We're going to be rocking here from HQ, making sure that all of your fifth quarter postgame needs, inquiries, questions, all that stuff are handled. So on that note, make sure you dial in with us. 
It's going to be a lot of fun on Sunday night. That place is going to be jumping. It is going to be electric. And if we can just keep riding that wave that interim head coach Antonio Pierce started a, a week ago, I think we are going to be in pretty good shape. So, Freddie Pascal, our guest this week, Trayvon Merrick, everyone else at Silver and Black Productions who keeps us rocking and rolling. We appreciate each and every single one of you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you guys next week, same time, same place, next week for our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app True Connect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of True Connect exclusively for Raider Nation.